I would encourage you to uh, take your Bible, whatever format you have, electronic, pew Bible. If it's the pew Bible, it's page 790 to 791, Luke chapter 9. I'll give you some time to orient yourself to today's passage. So take a quick look at the passage, not to read in entirety. A quick look at the passage, Luke chapter 9. So we have Jesus sending out the disciples, followed by feeding of the 5,000, followed by Peter's profession about Jesus as the Messiah, then the transfiguration, followed by torment of a boy possessed by an evil spirit. Are you with me? Good, that's all we need to know. Before we look a bit more closely at Luke chapter 9, we're going to dig deep into that. I would like to draw our attention to another passage from Ecclesiastes to give us a framework for appreciating the Lucan passage and our journey as disciples and followers of Jesus Christ. In Ecclesiastes 3.11, you don't have to turn to that, it says... There is a time for everything. And it also says that God has placed eternity in the hearts of men. God has placed eternity in your heart, my heart, and in every human heart. The awareness of life after here is implanted in each of us, in all human beings in general. I think it's not wrong to say, I would say it's safe to say, that a vast majority of people choose not to dwell on that awareness and not to pursue or explore what that would mean for their existence here on earth. They would rather adopt a narrow focus. You see that little image at the corner there? Just a narrow focus. They rather focus on the here and now. But how wonderful would it be if we got to see what the full picture entails. I would encourage you, focus on the here and then. This is largely due to the easy availability and access to stuff that we have around that keeps us glued to earth. Colossians 3.2 says, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. And then it doesn't help. The prince of this world makes sure that our eyes are glued to earth. He has blinded our eyes, blinded the eyes of unbelievers, so that they will not see the light of the gospel. In addition to that, our own desires keep us focused on things of the earth. The word of God says that people live for their belly and think about only life here on earth. So that's the predicament people are in. The next slide is a video about eternity and an illustration that is used by Pastor Francis Chan. Let's just imagine this thing goes on forever. Now imagine that this rope is a timeline of your existence. You just exist forever. You see this red part? This would represent your time on earth. 
You've got a few short years here on earth, and then you've got all of eternity somewhere else. This is, this is your existence. And what blows me away is some of you, all you think about is this red part. It's all you think about. You're consumed with this. You go, oh man, I can't wait till here. You know, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to save, save, save so I can really enjoy this part right here. (laughs) And you're consumed with that. And you're thinking, oh man, am I going to get to travel? Am I going to eat well? Am I going to do this during this part? And I'm like, are you kidding me? What about this? What about this? What about that? What about all this stuff? It's just, it's crazy to me because the Bible teaches that what I do during this little red part determines how I'm going to exist for millions and millions and millions of years forever. There is an eternity. The knowledge of which, according to Ecclesiastes 3.11, has been placed in every human being. And it has been placed in our hearts And that we will enter one day. There's no choice. There's no choice. Psalm 90.12 says, In our journey here on earth, which happens to be short, the psalmist says, Teach us to realize the brevity of life, so that we may grow in wisdom. However, in our journey here on earth, God gives us glimpses of eternity, so that we may learn to put our trust in Him to guide us strengthen and sustain us to spend eternity with him god gives us glimpses of eternity while we live here on earth while we trust god and take the journey here on earth luke's gospel chapter 9 introduces us to these glimpses of eternity now we are coming back to luke 9 a few incidents leading up to the transfiguration and an incident after the transfiguration introduce us to glimpses of eternity so that we may be strengthened in our commitment to fully trust in God. Luke 9, 28 to 36 is what was read, speaks of the transfiguration. And that's the pivotal point. But leading up to the transfiguration, there are some incidents that gives us a glimpse of eternity. Let's look at that. Luke Chapter 9, 1 to 2. Just to quickly give you the gist of it. Jesus calls calls together his 12 and says, I give you power and authority to cast out demons and to heal the sick. Now go therefore. So the glimpse of eternity is Jesus or God, Jesus is equipping the disciples for the mission. He is giving them Power and authority. Very important for you to remember. He's giving us power and authority to go out and perform what he wants us to perform. Heal the sick and drive out the evil spirits. In our journey here on earth, we are called to do this. We are called to use the power and authority, not in ourselves, but what Jesus has given us to overcome evil in this world. It's very interesting that is a glimpse of eternity because in eternity we will reign and rule with God Almighty. Revelations 2, 26 to 27 says, To all who are victorious, who obey me to the very end, to them I will give authority over all the nations. They will rule the nations with an iron rod and smash them like clay pots. So in Luke chapter 9, the first incident 
Jesus is giving the disciples a glimpse of eternity. I am sending you out with power and authority. Go in my name. Because in the age to come, in eternity, you are going to rule and reign with me. Hallelujah. Let's move on. The next passage is the feeding of the 5,000. Easy to remember, right? Feeding of the 5,000. So we looked at Jesus sending out the disciples with power and authority. The next is feeding of the 5,000. Five loaves and two fish. Jesus take them, takes them, blesses them, breaks them, and tells the disciples to organize the crowd. And then he has 12 baskets left behind. In other words, they experience his care. They experience the care of Jesus through his provision and abundance. Not just provision. Can I have one more piece? You can have as many pieces as you want, my friend. When God provides, he provides and he provides abundantly. Amen. So there you have a glimpse of eternity in his provision and abundance in that little incident. Because in eternity, as you see in Revelations chapter 7, 16, they will never again be hungry or thirsty. They will never be scorched by the heat of the sun. For the Lamb on the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of life-giving water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. In eternity, there is no hunger or thirst. There is provision and abundant provision. There is no need because we are with God. A glimpse of eternity in that incident of the feeding of the 5,000. Let's move on. Exciting, is it not? When God gave me this title many weeks ago, I really struggled with it. And yesterday, to make matters things, but things a little complicated, my wife comes and asks me, what have you figured out from this transfiguration story? Because I get nothing from it. How are you going to make the connections? I said, the Lord will provide. We will see. It's interesting how the Lord deals with each individual because I get the title many weeks ahead. The meat only comes later. He feeds me the salad first. <laughs> I always have that struggle with me and my Lord. Why do you give me the salad first, Lord? Give me the meat. I'll dress it up later with the salad. But he always does it. Every message that I speak, I get the salad first. So I hope this will bring forth a renewed commitment, a fervor to walk, trust in our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's move on. The next incident is Jesus is asking the crowd a question. Who do people say I am? Peter jumps in as usual. He says, Jesus, you are the Messiah. Good on you, Peter. Luke doesn't capture the discourse after, but it's elsewhere captured. I'll let you go home and read it. It's in Matthew and Mark. 
So Jesus says, that's good. You've identified who I am. But guess what? Now that you know who I am, you're going to suffer. Because if you know who, you, who I am, there'll be problems. Wait for it. It's coming. So we have a glimpse of eternity. Jesus was explaining the cost of following him. To not only Peter, but to the crowd that was around him. Because if you're following me, there is a cost involved. So there is profession. Along with profession goes affliction. If you profess to be a Christian, don't expect to not be targeted. It is challenging to live out our faith and profess to be Christians in a secular society. Oftentimes our professions of faith in Jesus Christ is not met with favorable response. We may face emotional, mental, physical affliction as a result of our faith. And that can be the cross we have to bear daily. I know some, some of us here cannot say anything about Jesus, anything about Christ, let alone God in our workplaces. And some of us have lost jobs because we stood for Christ. I know people in our congregation that have happened, to whom that have happened, continue steadfastly in faith because with profession of your faith in Christ comes affliction. For some, it's great. Even their lives are taken away. For some, it may not be that great, but for that individual, it's their cross to bear. So please don't compare. It is their cross to bear. That is a glimpse of eternity because you know why? In eternity, for all the suffering and the sorrow and the pain this side of eternity, oh hallelujah, he will wipe away every tear from your eyes. And there will be no more death, no more sorrow, no crying or pain. Because these things are gone forever. So Jesus is giving them a glimpse of eternity. He's telling my children, because you say, you profess who you are in me, there will be affliction. But be encouraged. In eternity, I will be there. There will be no more, no more tears, no more crying, no more pain, no more sorrow. 2 Corinthians 4.17, Paul says, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. And Paul did suffer. Paul did suffer tremendously. Let's move on. Now we enter the transfiguration. So we did see three incidents or three instances going up to the transfiguration where Jesus gives us a glimpse of eternity. First one is about sending out the disciples, right? The second one, experiencing his provision. So provision, abundance. And this one is about profession and affliction. And the last one, about eight days later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John. Let's not argue why he took three of them and not the rest. Not the purpose of this message today. 
And as he was praying, the appearance of his face was transformed as his clothes became dazzling white. Jesus was joined by Moses and Elijah, who engaged in conversations with him. And then a cloud covered all of them, and God declared, This is my son, whom I have chosen. Listen to him. So this is giving us another glimpse of eternity, because we are experiencing the glory of God. There is prayer and access. When we have prayer on this side of eternity, there is access to God. We are experiencing the glory of God. It is very interesting to note that the three disciples had followed Jesus up to the mountain to pray. But soon they were sleepy, only to become fully awake as the event unfolded, especially towards the end, you know. Yet because they were with Jesus, although they were sleepy and they accompanied him, in prayer as long as they could keep awake they gained access they gained access and partook in experiencing the glorious experience Jesus was praying he took the three of them they couldn't stay much awake falling asleep so to speak but still they partook in experiencing the glory Jesus is giving us a glimpse of eternity what does that mean in eternity, we will be praising God Almighty. In Revelations chapter 19, 16 to 8, it says, We will be praising the Lord along with the elders and the angels. And it talks about a wedding feast of the Lamb, and his bride has prepared herself. She has been given the finest of pure white linen to wear. So it shows access to God Almighty for eternity. This side of heaven, this side of eternity, prayer and access in Jesus. Not because of our doing, not because of what we do, not because of you know, the strength in us to stay awake and pray 24 hours. No, we are weak human beings. We fall asleep on our knees, kneeling beside our bed. Lord, I'm going to pray for one hour today, but 10 minutes in. <laughs> it's happened to me. doesn't look too spiritual but you know what we experience eternity not because of our 24-hour prayer just like the disciples they were sleepy heads but they partook of the glory because they hung out with him all the time that's what I get excited about I'm weak Lord I fall asleep I can barely keep it I need one hour of Quiet time. I don't get it at home. But that's okay. Because I ain't going to take myself to eternity. I'm just going to hold on. And trust Him with all my life. No matter the trials and the temptations and the tempest. He's the one taking me. Therefore... We will be with God in eternity. Be encouraged. Not because of our deeds. Not because of ourselves, but because of Jesus Christ. We approach God in prayer boldly and with confidence. Knowing that Jesus Christ is the one who helps us enter His presence. Enter God's presence. And we are able to partake of His glory forever and ever because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. 
These glimpses of eternity should encourage us to commit ourselves to fully trust in God. As you can see, I've just captured all of that in a table. Trusting in Jesus leads to power and authority, provision and abundance, profession and affliction, prayer and access. On earth, as you can see, it's all an S. There is power and authority, this side of eternity. Provision and abundance, this side of eternity. And by the way, not abundance the way you think it is, okay? I need three Rolls Royces. That's not the abundance that I'm talking about. Probably that will also come. But let God decide that. Profession affliction. If you're in Christ, you will be afflicted. Yes. In, on earth, yes. That's a yes. Prayer and access, yes. On earth, guess what? In eternity, power and authority, yes. Provision and abundance, yes. Profession affliction, no affliction. That's the only no, which is a good no actually. Prayer and access, 24-7. Yes, yes. Woohoo! It's a win-win situation. It's a win-win situation. This is what Satan is trying to keep us from, keep the world from. The other option is, is to disregard these glimpses of eternity and ignore God and his ways and spend eternity with another chap, his enemy, Satan. Because with him, everything is a no. Power and authority? No. Provision abundance? Probably temporary. Possession affliction? Plenty. Plenty. Prayer and access? None. It's very interesting when Lazarus was in paradise, the rich man says, can you give me a drop of water? In heaven, there is no thirst. In hell, terrible. There is no provision, no abundance. There is lack. But listen carefully to how Satan plays it the other way around. makes it look as if it is all a yes with him. Deceptive, not? The old trick he is trying. Did God really say that you should not eat? It's in these three areas, my friends, the attack always happens. I hope you would use this framework to analyze the Gospels. And you would see it's these four areas. And it's in these four areas that Satan has the maximum attack. Pardon authority. God, I believe you've given me pardon authority over evil spirits and over the devil and over sickness. I'm going to pray for this person who is in the hospital. And I believe in your name he's going to be healed. The next day you get news he died. See, I told you, you got nothing. You got a lighter that doesn't light, no gas. I told you. Doubt. Where is he attacking? Your power and authority. Provision abundance. Lord, I'm here, Father. Please provide for my needs. I need, I need tuition money. Please provide for my needs. One day, two day, three day, four day, nothing happening. 
I told you, <laughs> I can provide you. All you have to do is denounce him. I'll give you. Third one, profession affliction. No Merry Christmas here, okay? Nothing about God. Okay, to save my skin, it's my advantage. Everything will be good for you. You will have this job till you retire. And finally, prayer and access. Again, there is no access. Why are you praying? There is no answer to your prayers. God doesn't listen to you. God doesn't care. He's dead. These are the four areas that Satan attacks the most because it will keep us from eternity and it'll keep the people from eternity. It's very interesting to note that as Jesus and the disciples came down the mountain, after experiencing the glory, we see another glimpse of eternity. The torment of a boy by the evil spirit. That's another glimpse of eternity. Because that eternity, there is no God. We are going with a win-win situation. And I hope you'll take this message out to the world. It's a win-win situation. Although the evil one wants to believe it otherwise. Therefore, in our journey here on earth, God has given us the opportunity to make a decision to trust God and follow Jesus Christ and continue till the end. No matter what, and that is the best choice. We have a choice. We can choose. But my encouragement, let us continue and let us encourage others to continue and make the best choice and live the best choice to put our trust in Jesus, God's way to eternal life. Now let's all stand together. I would encourage you to stand together and say this prayer out loud on the count of three as a prayer to express our commitment to follow Jesus no matter what, stand till the end. That we may experience glimpses of eternity this side of heaven here on earth because we have a Jesus and continue to do so into eternity. One, two, three. Father, thank you for placing eternity in our hearts and for providing glimpses of eternity here on earth. Thank you for making a way for us to spend eternity with you through Jesus Christ. We trust in you in this journey. Keep our minds away from the distractions of the world and focused on you so that we never lose sight of eternity and our eternal life with you. Amen.